Hey everyone and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I'm Richard Minari. Yeah. What? Why are you clapping? It's hard to understand your accent. Because <laughs> today's a beautiful day, Kelly Smimo. Is it? Yeah. I mean, like, nothing special is happening aside from the fact that I get to talk to you. Which Gross! Is it's not even February yet. You're it's not almost supposed February. to be lovey-dovey and nice. Yes. That's the only one in day February. Only in the Absolutely. shortest of months can people be nice. <laughs> All After the that, other we must have be crusty be... and yes. mean. Crusty, jaded, and just mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. Every month. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Except for next month. Except for next month. The, the, soft, yeah. the soft, squishy month of hugs. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard. Yes. What is the question of the week? The question of the week. Let's see. Well, I've had about two weeks to like just think about anime. And uh-huh. like that's been weird, Kelly. I've got yeah, like a bunch was... of anime stored up inside me that I just got to let out, you know? <laughs> like a dam about to flood? It's like a... <laughs> oh, God. I knew you were going to vomit in this episode. You had too <laughs> many pancakes. Promise. <laughs> I had too many pancakes this morning. Um, the question I have for you, Kelly. Yeah. Is a personal one. Oh. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Off to what a great is... start. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me about some of your favorite movies that are based on anime series? Oh. Now, these are this is a weird sort of genre, uh... right? Like Because it's a chance for an animation studio to repackage something. And then sell it again, but shorter. And perhaps with a higher animation budget. So the thing about this is I don't watch those normally. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> because nine times out of ten, it's just the same shots. Mm-hmm. And faster with less good pacing. Yeah, they often have to take a lot out to make it fit into two <laughs> hours, right? I will say, though, there have been... I guess three exceptions in my life. Mm-hmm. Most recently, there was a Haikyuu movie that was a repackage of the entire of the second season, the second half of the second season, mm-hmm. but they included an animated uh, scenes from some, a bonus chapter in the manga that didn't get into the anime, mm. um, and also in the manga was just sketches; it wasn't even really fully drawn. Um, but they animated it and it was all about my team crying. And so <laughs> I watched those clips specifically, but I did not watch that movie. <laughs> you got the good stuff out. I got the stuff that was new and I needed to see. And then I wept for a few days. Um, and I'm still crying inside <laughs> about it, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-mm. Um, another movie that I watched that was an anime movie from an anime series was uh free has a ton of movies honestly um but they're all repackages except they have their prequel movie which is them as middle schoolers and so it's literally just about makoto and haruka because and because rin has moved away by then 
Oh, and, yeah. like, two brand new characters. And, like, Ray is there, even though they're not supposed to meet him. And it's, like, really funny that he's, like, in the background and not interacting with the main cast <laughs> because he's not allowed to. <laughs> but interacting with, like, characters that aren't in the later show but are existing right now. And it's just, like, I always, I cracked up at that stuff. Um, and Nagis is there for, like, two seconds. But it's really about Makoto and Haruka, so, of course, I watched it. And it was, like... I enjoyed myself, but mm. was it a good movie? No. <laughs> it was... I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but Makoto and Haruko got sad at one point, and then they made up, and they, like, swim weirdly romantically in a swimming pool fully clothed. Mm. And it was like, you guys are, like, 12. This is weird. <laughs> uh, but there's going to be a new movie. I think it, it already came out in Japan, but I don't think it's subbed yet, or else I would have watched it. But it's supposedly all new content from after they graduate or after the Makoto Haruka Rin Sosuke graduate. Um, except from my, you know, expert brain analysis of the Your summary. Brain analysis. Yes. <laughs> of the summary I read where <laughs> it uh, describes what's happening. Um, the way that the summary is set up is I feel it's one of those movies that's not actually a movie, but three stories in one movie. Uh, oh. Like three episodes, basically. But they shoved them all into the movie, like the Digimon movie was. So I've never seen the Digimon movie. Is that really what it was? Oh, yeah. It's three episodes, but they call it one movie. So there's like very sudden cuts where we've switched to the next plot. And uh, that's... Oh. Yeah. And so... And it was very confusing as a child. Because um, in the first half, it's in the first 30 minutes of the movie, of the Digimon movie, uh, it's like them as little kids and there's like the dinosaur Digimon is like rampaging or something and it's like a really cool scene. And then the next one is suddenly they're like, it's 10 years later. And I'm just like, what is... It has, and then they don't talk about that scene at all. And it's like, that's what I'm expecting this free movie to be because the way they describe it is like, in the summary is three sentences. And the first sentence is, Makoto and Haruka look for an apartment. Uh, next okay. sentence the samazuka people go to an onsen uh, and the next sentence ray and nagisa work to be captains of the team or something like that and i'm like uh, these are, nothing connects these three things <laughs> other than the fact they all exist in the same universe mm. so i i firmly believe that it's just like three separate stories in one movie which makes me very sad because mm. that's not great but i will still watch it Mm-hmm. Or at least the first 30 minutes if those mm-hmm. are the ones with Haruka and Makoto. And like this is sort of the problem that I generally have with anime series to movies movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like either it's like the repackage of the series as we were talking about earlier with like so, like shot for shot almost. Very similar. Um, or like on the other end of the spectrum you have like the Naruto movies which is what I often think about which are mm. just filler and mm. like just they made up a plot like oh let's go to a random village where like everyone gets a body swap episode or like it's <laughs> there's some weird guy that we have to kill and it's an entire anime arc but in a single little short movie and like I, sure they have their place and people enjoy them but like often you cannot watch them and you'll be totally fine and like there are i only have like a couple movies on my personal roster that like actually fit into like new content and also enjoyable and i don't want to miss out on maybe not necessarily canon but like something that i really want to like or not not ne- not necessarily necessary to the plot but like stuff that i want to see and check out and enjoy mm. um 
Like one movie that I can think of, and this is a very controversial one, <laughs> is the third Madoka Magica movie. Ah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of people will fight me on this opinion. That you like it or that it's yeah, good? or That I like it and that it's good. I enjoyed watching it, but it made me very upset and it yeah. made me very angry about the choices certain characters make by the end <laughs> yeah. of the movie. But I will say it does, it is a movie worth watching that adds to the series. So mm-hmm. good job, Madoka, for breaking my heart. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Why? Like it did, it did like a, a cool thing where like the first two movies were the the recap movies, and then like those were fun to watch because like if you just wanted to relive the story with like really pretty animations, and that's fun to do. But um, the third movie like sort of took that extra step and like played with some of the pre existing ideas. I thought in an interesting way, and mm-hmm. also like I thought that that movie was like it wasn't like the mind f that everyone like brands it as, but like it mm-hmm. certainly was like. A big like, whoa, okay, I didn't see this coming. Ooh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Richard, I think it's time that I put on my shame hat. (laughs) I I think you're always wearing your shame hat. I am. I have to wear my bigger shamier hat. (laughs) Because (sighs) if you remember, I said that there were three movies I could think about, and I have yet to mention the third movie yet Uh because I don't want to. But I feel like I have to dedicate a large portion of this discussion to it because there's a lot to say. (laughs) The Italia movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you know Italia had a movie? No, I had no idea. Is it just like a bunch of five-minute shorts stitched together? What is it? Here's the thing that's impressive is that it is its one whole cohesive story. Now, if you don't know what Italia is, it's like a kind of racist uh, anime that was just like five minute little jokes. And like the episodes were five minutes long. Like that's it. And there were like a hundred of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're based on if every country was personified into a human being. Um, Everyone is white, basically, for some reason. (laughs) It's. Also, like, it was written by a Japanese man, so the main characters are the Axis powers. Like, there's just a lot of issues with it. Oh, boy. history major 16-year-old Kelly absolutely loved it because it was exciting and it made, like, writing my A-push notes way funnier. So, so, whatever. I loved it. Mm. It was an, an interesting time in my life. I don't really watch it anymore. I, I don't watch it anymore. I think it's kind of cringy looking back. But I do appreciate for all the friends that it gave me. Anyway, I owned I own this movie. I don't know where it is in my house, but I did buy it. Like, I bought a lot of Italia stuff. And I did see this movie multiple times. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all coming out. Oh, and my God. I will say, having this conversation with you, I realized that, like, wow, they actually, like, made an original movie. Like... That was like an hour, I think an hour and a half long. Like it felt like a movie length. Huh. It was its own like original story. And like they tried to include like every character. And like I don't know how much the original creator had a hand in it. And so the plot of this movie. Also, it's just, <laughs> this movie is fascinating because like it does all that. But it still remains like the cheapest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> because of, But like masterfully so. Because of the way they decided to do it, which is, so the plot of this movie, to make sure that everyone can be on the same side, is that aliens have invaded Earth. What but not the, the alien that is already America's friend. They make a point of that. It's not him. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> America already has an alien friend from Roswell who's oh in the show. God. Who only says the word f- 
I have to bleep that. We're going to have to bleep that. Holy says the F word. Like, that's his character. Oh, um, my God. Catalia has its moments of beauty. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. So, it's these other aliens who, part of their thing is that they just turned the whole world, like, they've drained all the color from the world and made everyone into, like, shapeless, amorphous white blobs. Which means that they can just animate. They don't have to color, like, anything. Oh, my God. Genius. <laughs> for, like, half the movie, except for the main characters, like, all the backgrounds are, like, mostly just, like, white blobs. Like, oh even, like, the architecture God. is turned into white blobs. Oh, um, my God. The subtitle of this movie is Paint It White. Uh, anyway, and so they have to... I remember this movie so clearly, which just shows how many times I watched it in 2010, which is horrifying to think about. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched it since high school. Uh, what happens? Anyway, they get, like, on the ship. There's a lot of weird moments. Anyway, they, they like, I think they solve it by having Italy draw faces on everyone, and that changes them back. I don't know. I just think that, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, at least they gave us, like, a movie with <laughs> things. And also had, like, cool, like, Studio Dean, who did it, is not famous for its art. Because, uh, like, the animation in Italia, especially the original animation, is, like, really bad. Like, if you look at the official art, it looks like, like they're dead inside or, like, their necks are broken or, like, some body part <laughs> is broken and, like, every, like, one person looks messed up in every official art. Um, but in this movie, they, like, gave us, like, a fight scene with, like, cool flips. So, like, you know, oh. it did do things. I still don't think it was, I have to rewatch it, I guess. Because it's probably very bad. <laughs> I don't know, white blobs for half the movie? That sounds intriguing. I'm going to literally show you what the white blobs look like. They're literally like, it's just white blobs. There's no other way to describe them. Human-shaped white blobs. Kelly sent me a file. Wow, that's... Oh, well, at least I thought they were just like literally like circles. But like, I'm looking at this picture right now. They all have like shadows and they have like antennas. So it could be lazier. I'm sending you more things. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, they could draw everything crappy in the background because it was just white. <laughs> wow, yeah. And, like, oh, it's just, like, a grid, a white grid for the background. This is genius. Wait, Kelly, we can make an anime movie <laughs> if this is acceptable behavior. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but, yeah, so that was a movie that I enjoyed at the time <laughs> from an anime series. They all got new outfits. Um, stuff happened. I don't remember. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a fun time. It looks like a fun time to to do more fun things that you normally don't do in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. it both subbed and dubbed. Mostly because the Italian dub is like one of those super offensive. Oh my God. Dubs. Funimation, you, you rascal. They had a field day with it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I loved it. <sighs> um. Well, if you're going to say something, well... I was going to say, if you're going to say something shameful, then I'm going to say something shameful. But the more I think about it, like, this is not shameful. This is a classic. Let's talk about Pokemon the movie 2000. I love, not Pokemon the first movie? Pokemon the first movie was also very good. But the one that I saw the most growing up was Pokemon the movie 2000. Yeah, that's the one with Lugia, right? That's the one with Lugia and the three legendary birds. Sounds Um, good. Yeah, I mean, Ash doesn't get turned to stone, but, like, he's the chosen one in this movie. He's, like, the one who's going to save everyone, and it was very exciting. And also, you got to travel around this, like, weird island, like, this archipelago of different, like, legendary yeah. bird islands. And, like, that was cool. With different and elements. With yeah. Oh, I love different elements. Younger I do me love the Pokemon up, like, movies. I forgot about the Pokemon movies. Mm-hmm. How good they and, are. Like, 
Yeah, they're like, I really loved them when I was younger. And Dave and I will sometimes, if we're like feeling really nostalgic, pull up the third movie because that's his favorite one. That's um, I was about to bring that up. That was like the yeah. first three movies were the ones I loved the most. That's the one mm-hmm. when like the kid, right? And the dog yeah. Pokemon. In the Entei, yeah. <laughs> you know the dog? Yeah, that one. Yeah, the one with the unknown and like she like yeah. kidnaps Ash's mom and like her dad appears to be dead and she replaces it with this legendary Pokemon for some reason and it's like <laughs> just like the weird. plot of that snowman movie. The snowman movie. The Jack Frost, whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't like that. Jack Frost is not supposed to be anything but a dancing puppet. Um <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know. Uh, that's that's a time for another podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but the book in the movie 2000 had everything. It had adventure. It had Team Rocket giving us laughs, and it had cool magic. And mm-hmm. there was that evil guy who wanted to collect all the evil birds or all the cool birds, and he was a jerk, but he got his comeuppance. And Lugia was awesome, and went through the underwater current, underwater stream, or whatever it was called. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm distracted because I'm on YouTube, and <laughs> Funimation posted like an official clip that they were going to show at Otakon that I think I saw when I was at Otakon uh, when they released it in 2011, and it has 603,000 views. 603,000? Yeah. This is how big Hitalia was back in the 2000s. Like, you could not escape it. It was like huh. as big as Homestuck. It, like, it's just like perfectly made for cringy teenage girls. Like, it was, like, perfectly created for that subset of group. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I need to get away from this. No, no. It's it's good to go back to your roots and, engage, and like, embrace that part of yourself that you haven't looked at for a long time. <laughs> Cry. <laughs> but maybe I need some music. Yeah, you do. Let's see. I got feedback from a friend that the armpit farts were not very good last week. No, they weren't. They did not like that. So I'll give you some of this. I think that was further. Was that really last? Oh my god! No, two weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh my gosh! I'm not gonna get used to this. Okay. I think I destroyed my new microphone with spit. But <laughs> Kelly's current corner, everybody. Hello, everyone. Um, I didn't watch anything new this week. <laughs> or these past two weeks, but I have been rewatching Tiger and Bunny with my <gasps> really? roommates, uh, who have not seen it, and I forgot how much I love Tiger and Bunny. That was also a show I was super obsessed with in high school, but this one still holds up because it's got heart <laughs> and a plot, uh, and it's wholesome. And also, I didn't realize like how much like representation is in it. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I remember the diverse casting like everyone in tiger and bunny looks very different um it's set in like tiger and bunny's a sh- superhero show mm-hmm. about capitalism and superheroes <laughs> it's very good and sponsorships mm-hmm. and uh but like there's like a lot of like different races portrayed in the show um because the city that they're in is like a mix of like new york and tokyo or whatever but there's also a lot of like different sexualities on screen and that's, like, really cool. Like, I forgot mm-hmm. how cool of a character Fire Emblem is, who's, like, an openly gay character, and, mm-hmm. like, how great he's treated by the rest of the team, and how he's mm-hmm. never treated as a joke, like, ever. Like, mm-hmm. he'll say, like, kind of sexual things, and, like, everyone's, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, never, like, the butt of the joke. Like, mm-hmm. 
at one point, like, Kotetsu's, like, feeling sad and fire. I'm like, you want to come over? We can cuddle. And Kotetsu's like, maybe next time. And I'm like, wow, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so nice. Because he's just feeling down. And it's like, wow, you guys cuddle. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tiny Money is fantastic. I do have a major complaint, though, is that Netflix has it. But Netflix apparently... I guess it, I don't know if it was their fault or not, but they weren't allowed to show other brands. Oh, so they had to airbrush God. all the ads off of what? all of the superheroes. And I didn't realize this until the theme song started playing. And then I literally like it took I felt weird. I felt I was like, something's wrong here and I can't tell. And then I realized when like the Pepsi logo was supposed to come in with Blue Rose and it didn't. And I was like, what is happening? And they didn't what? replace it with fake ads. Like, I would have been fine if they had replaced it with fake ads because the ads are, like, actually critical to the plot line of the show. Yeah. And the world is the fact that they have to have sponsors and show those sponsors. So, like, they could have just made fake ads. But, no, they're just, like, naked. They're naked without their sponsorships. And it makes, like, Origami Cyclone's plot make no sense about how yeah. he wants to get his ad in the shot. Like, you can't say that if there's no ad on his on his suit. I got really upset. Uh, my roommates didn't understand why I was screaming that there were no ads and how that was a problem. Uh, when we first, and how I've like made us stop watching it on Netflix and switch on to another site because I was so angry. Um, but now they realize and they understand my anger. Mm-mm. But it was like very shocking. That's so interesting. I didn't even think about how that would translate internationally, like laws around advertisement within a show. Right? No, but it's like with tiger and bunny it has to be there it's critical to the friggin plot that's so yeah. interesting yeah so there is some food for thought mm. anyway that's all i've got for this week mm-hmm. so um mm. yeah mm. richard's yeah. rambunctious room yeah welcome to richard's rambunctious room it is my part of the house that we live in our expanding <laughs> home um in Richard's Rambunctious Room this week, I had the distinct pleasure of finally finishing Little Witch Academia. <gasps> I had this a friend. Months I was like, in the making. Yep. I had a friend who came over. I was like, hey, I'm going to be watching uh, this new anime that we'll talk about later. And I was wondering if you wanted to watch with me. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then he came to my house and he said, I'm lying. We're going to sit down and finish Little Witch Academia right now. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, you have to. It has been too long. <laughs> Your friend is a hero. Yeah, my friend, <laughs> it was very important. Uh, I'm very glad he did that because now I understand why everyone really liked the ending of Little Witch Academia so much. Because it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal and Croy and uh, Shiny Chariot are have such a complicated relationship. But you know what? At the end, they really pulled through for their girls. <laughs> and the last episode I loved. It was so good animation and it was so classic and cheesy but i thought it was great yeah no yeah and diana and akko oh god so um i was playing a game of um we called it hug high five and glare which is our uh version of boff marry kill if you're familiar with that game Uh uh-huh and we're doing with akko diana and chariot um 
And my sister and I were like, oh my gosh, marry Diana, <laughs> high five Akko, and then glare at Chariot. And my brother was like, no, absolutely not. You got to marry Akko, high five Chariot, and glare at Diana. And I was like, no. I had officially ended my relationship with as with my brother as a brother. He was no longer <laughs> related to me in any way, shape, or form. That was it. Our relationship is over. I would die for yeah. Diana. I would I'm die like for ready. Diana. Absolutely. Like, I'm... I would marry her. I would give her anything she would ever want. Like, honestly, like, Diana could tell me to jump off a bridge and I wouldn't even think. I'd just do it. Like, she's everything to me. I Mm -hmm. love her so much. She's so good. Her whole... Oh, my God. Has any other character trope, like, of that character trope been done so well and so beautifully? Of, like, the rich, seemingly spoiled, angry, like, know-it-all bully character? Has anyone else been so flushed out so beautifully? Ah, I love Diana. Mm-hmm, I love what mm-hmm. Diana done. I really want to season two. I would love that. Oh my god, season two where they get together and they fall in love. Oh gosh, <laughs> like yeah, like she's not only like I don't know. She felt like even though like all the characters were kind of ridiculous in that show, she felt very real, which mm-hmm. was very nice, like very realistic and three dimensional. As you said, flushed out like. Just a great, great time. And like, Akko, I love her to death. I know. (laughs) She's something. I just really appreciate Little Witch Academia for giving me a show with like only female characters. Mm -hmm. And like being so good. Mm -hmm. And also like, you know, shout out to my boy. What's his name? Andrew. Andrew. You know, he could have been the worst and he wasn't. And I'm, he I was appreciate not. it. He was really mm-hmm. good in the last episode. I really He was him. just taking the back seat, just cheering him on, saying, why aren't you guys cheering for these witches? <laughs> They're the best. They're my They're friends. The best. <laughs> Love his character arc, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh, that's what Richard. I did this week. Oh, Richard. You're making me think about Little Witch Academia and how much I love it. <laughs> and how much I miss it. Mm-hmm. My brother did redeem himself in that he said, "Can I marry sushi instead?" And like, I was like, mm, "That's a good point." Uh, she is great. Mm-hmm. I thought you said sushi like the food, like the sweet, delicious seafood rice. <laughs> but you meant the mushroom girl. Yeah, the mushroom girl. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my week. I had a fun time. It was great. That's good. So we both watched wholesome things. We both watch good wholesome about people falling finish. in love. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Heroes and witches, mm-hmm. but not Boku no Hero. <laughs> but not Boku no Hero. Boku no Hero's granddad, Tiger and Bunny, which mm-hmm. I like more than Boku no Hero. Whoopsie, sorry, bye. <gasps> sorry, I like adult characters <laughs> more than kids. you don't like. I love Bo- like I love Boku no Hero. All Might is definitely better than Mister Legend in every way possible. Oh, yes. But they serve different purposes. That's very true. Very different character purposes. <laughs> Same character trope. Very different character <laughs> and character purpose. Oh, my God. Ah, I love Tiger Money. All right. Finish where, Never finished it. Richard, I'm lost in this house. Where are we going now? Oh, I we are going down to um the club. You know, the club. The club? The club's going up. On, on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. What kind of club, you ask? It's an anime club. Wow, what a bunch of nerds in this room and not oh, enough oh, lockers. <laughs> That's not good. 
too many nerds and not enough lockers to push them into. Exactly. That's what this is about. Welcome to the Jock Cast. Yeah, Jock Cast for Jocks. Sports. All right. So we watched Steven Universe. We watched Steven Universe the anime. It was great. And I actually loved it. I really liked it too. I was kind of iffy on the first episode, but after three, I got really into it. I yeah no same because it's it's all in CG and that takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first episode's kind of like uncanny, like uh, I don't know. But then once you like are accustomed to it, you can really get into it. And I like love all the characters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I love the world they're building. I'm very fascinated. I want to know more. I am buckled up for this ride, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we should talk about what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. So, Steven Universe is our code name for this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in episode one of Steven Universe, the first thing I want to just like the thing when in the first, I didn't take a lot of notes in episode one because I was trying to get acclimated. But the mm-hmm. thing that like just kept flooring me about this show was how cinematic it was. Yeah. And like how nice the art was, even though it was CG, like the camera shots and the angles and the like sweeping views. It was like really well done and like Mm -hmm. not something you typically see in an anime like Mm -hmm. at least only in like this the highest tier or whatever you know Mm it's it felt more like a movie anime than like Mm -hmm. a tv show anime Mm -hmm. and the other thing i noticed big time was the the score i really like the music the music is like amazing and different and like they don't really make it part of the background it's like something you focus on when Mm -hmm. things are happening and i I don't know. It just like felt very different from anything I'd seen in a long time. And I was like very excited. Absolutely. I completely agree. It really shook things up from what we traditionally have been watching, which is like, you know, classic anime style anime. So yeah, it's good stuff. No, I really like it. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so we meet our first gem. Um, All the gems use they, them pronouns. So just as an FYI, if we mess up, that is our fault and we should feel Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, (laughs) the first gem we meet is our main character who's, Phospholite, but we're gonna call them. All of my uh, Kelly, just a disclaimer. In all my notes, all of the gems are named after food, and Foss is written as minty fresh. But I'm I, really no, Richard. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Wait, are you serious? You lied to me. Well, right I wrote now. them as minty, not minty fresh. I'm totally good with minty. That's shorter. I love it. This is great. No, wait, that's so weird. <laughs> Do you have Cinnabon too? Oh, I wrote spicy cinnamon, but the principle's the same. (laughs) Okay, anyway. All right, Minty Fresh. We meet Minty Fresh. They have, like, this jadish colored hair. The hair is crazy in this. It's really Mm -hmm. good. Um, They're, like, lying in a field or something. They get in an argument. I forget most of this. But, like, um, there's a fight that happens. They meet Mm -hmm. Rose Quartz. Mm-hmm. What did you call them? Oh, I just called them Rose Quartz, too, because okay, they're cool. literally Rose Quartz. <laughs> so Rose Quartz is another gem who's got pink hair and has a sword and is, like, one of the fighters. Um, mm-hmm. And they kind of have, like, this bickering relationship. Uh, but they're friends, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like Soon Soon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, like, chatting or whatever. And um, then the Lunarians show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and who are the Lunarians? Should we call them Lunarians? What should we call them? I wrote them as mooncakes, but Lunarian sounds better. Mooncakes. The mooncakes have arrived from above. And they're really cool. Are they done with traditional animation? I feel like they are. I don't feel like they're CG. Traditional. Like, cell. Huh. 
I, I feel like they didn't look texture. CG to me. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's like this... The mooncakes are like this cloud people that just mm-hmm. appear. And there's like a bunch of them. They all look like women, but I don't know what mm. they are. And they have these bows and arrows they shoot down. And apparently their goal, um, as we'll learn from Master Conga Line, who is <laughs> my name. Perfect. Uh, for the ruler of this, all these gems, he's... Mm-hmm. I don't know what pronoun they use. But I, the, I guess we can just stick with they for now. I yeah. Guess. Um, they, they're the most masculine looking one and they're the only mm-hmm. bald one. Um, mm-hmm. And they're huge. And I don't know if they're made of a gem or anything. They are but... certainly very hard as we see in episode yes. two. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're very hard. <laughs> Richard, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, their name's Master Congoline. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the, the mooncakes come down. And their whole goal is they want to harvest these gems to make jewelry out of them. Mm-hmm. And so they're sh- shooting down arrows and stuff. And then Rose Quartz and their buddy are shooting back, but they kind mm-hmm. of like don't really succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, this is what really drew me in is that they literally just shatter to pieces. Yeah. In this oh, fight boy. scene, they're just shattered. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> arms broken off, like, in pieces. But apparently that just happens, and you can't die if you're... Mm -hmm. um, I literally wrote in my notes, Rose Quartz is effing dead. (laughs) Like, we're in five minutes in. Minty is effing dead. (laughs) Well, Minty dies because um, they're careless. They don't even die Mm. in the battle. They're just careless, and we find out that they have a level three hardness, which means Mm. that they're a fairly weak gem that breaks very easily. And breaking is just a part of the culture. You just mm-hmm. break sometimes, like how we break down sometimes. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. go to the nurse, um, and who I just call nurse. I don't know. What do you call mm-hmm. the nurse? Uh, is the nurse the one with the, the two-tone hair? Yeah. Oh, I wrote that as uh, caramel cho- chocolate caramel is what I have right here. Caramel <laughs> nurse. Caramel nurse. Caramel nurse just fixes you right up by, like, sticking your pieces back together and you reform into yourself. Magic. That's fine. And so you can basically live forever. Anyway, so we learned that Minty uh, has issues with, like, everyone has a job in this world. All these, there's 28 gems and they all have a mm-hmm. job. Um, so, like, Carmel Nurse is a nurse. Rose Quartz is a fighter. Uh, Minty doesn't have a job because Minty's useless. Uh, <laughs> but I love them. Like, mm-hmm. they did really well at capturing lovable uselessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're just, they just want to be better, and they want a job, and they want a good one. They want to fight, really. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, they're too weak because they break apart, like, nothing. Super uh, fast. So Master Conga Line is like, I have a very important job for you. You're going to make an encyclopedia. <laughs> and Minty's like, this is for nerds. <laughs> and I'm not a nerd. Um, so they're upset about that. We also learned from Caramel Nurse that, like, uh, and then we, like, and then Minty's looking for stuff to do with this encyclopedia. Like, Mm -hmm. they're asking around different gems for, like, what's something new I should write down in this encyclopedia? And uh, people mention they should talk to Cinnabon, Mm -hmm. who is this, like, angsty Knuckles-type gem. (laughs) Uh, who like wanders alone and does night patrol like their job is to do the night patrol and everyone's like yeah I don't know much about them they're really quiet they don't really talk we don't really get near them and um, 
we learned from Caramel Nurse that, like, the reason no one really goes near them is because uh, Cinnabon has this poison power. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This silver poison power where they, like, just secrete this silver that's very deadly to, like, the environment. And mm-hmm. um, if it gets on a gem, uh, that part of them loses its luster and has to be chipped away. And they lose that part of themselves. Oh. And Yeah, no, it's messed up. This is all in episode one. Uh, <laughs> if you lose that chipped part of yourself, you lose any memories that can, are contained within it. Which means, I guess, gems don't have brains. Which I guess makes sense with the way that re- they reform. That, like, mm-hmm. I guess it's all spread out in there. <laughs> so I don't know. brain mush on the inside. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Cinnabon patrols at night uh, against the mooncakes. But the mooncakes never attack at night, but eh, better safe than sorry. So um, Minty goes out to find Cinnabon at night, and that uh, attracts the mooncakes, because apparently they really like that minty color. That sweet, fresh mint. Mm Mm-hmm. They want it. Mm -hmm. And Cinnabon ends up saving Minty. Uh, They kind of save each other. Arms get lost. Like, (laughs) at one point, Cinnabon is kind of thrown off the cliff edge and, like, Mm -hmm. Minty goes to grab them and, like, pull them back. But then Minty's so weak, their arms just fall off. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Um, And we kind of come back, I think, to Caramel Nurse who said, like, like, why do we make Cinnabon do this night patrol by themselves, like, when it's... Isn't there something better that they can do? And they're like, well, that's the only thing they really can do without harming everyone around them. And uh, Caramel Nursen says, rigorous, meaningful work is the best medicine against questioning one's place in the world. Which is when you kind of realize that, like, all these gems have lived forever and all have depression. (laughs) (laughs) Because they've been doing the same thing for thousands of years. (laughs) Yeah, and some sort of trauma and are questioning why they're even here. And Cinnabon is questioning it the most because... They reveal to Minty that they kind of want to die, um, in mm-hmm. that they kind of just want the mooncakes to take them away because they're like so sick of all of this. And so Minty's very upset by this and says, "I'm gonna find you a better job. Like I'm gonna, you can't leave because I'm gonna help you. So you, you can't leave. You can't." And that's basically yeah. episode one. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. We see that Minty sort of like has an appreciation for not really knowing or like being happy with one's place in life and like yeah. has that empathy for Cinnabon. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And um, then episode two. <laughs> oh yeah, episode two. Uh, it it gives us a little hint of what the like the background is for this world. We get a little folklore short at the beginning where we learn yeah. about like, these like six stars that come to Earth and they turn into six moons and like it looks like some kind of calamity happened that pushed like a lot of life into the ocean and apparently some people at the bottom of the ocean got eaten by microbes and transformed <laughs> into minerals. Gem people, I guess. <laughs> Science. Master Conga line is teaching us. Yes. He's teaching us about our history. Um, and I, one thing about the show that is like so different from Steven Universe, like the like actual Steven Universe is like, this is so much more about science and rocks. And I was not expecting that. <laughs> cleavage. And cleavage, yeah. Which is a very important rock factor. Um, so um, episode two, after we see that little um, intro and we have the uh, opening song, um, we get to meet Jade, who's uh, the speaker of the, or like one of the speakers of the gems and leads meetings. Uh, in my notes, I call them fresh basil because they're fresh basil. Like fresh basil. Yes. Uh, and they're working with Euclacy, uh, uh whose hair looks kind of like toothpaste, so I called them Colgate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Basil and Colgate. Basil and Colgate. And um, uh, Basil's like, okay, good job, everyone. Uh, go do your thing. And Colgate's like, awesome. Are you going to go tell uh, Master Conga Lion, like, what's going on? And uh, Basil's like, no, he's asleep. And the last time I tried to wake him up, I broke off an arm because he's <laughs> he's meditating. That's the word they used. He's meditating. And he's in very deep meditation. He can't be awoken. That um, is, okay, they play that clip like eight times. And each time it made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, and the clip is Basil, like, using their arm to kind of poke Master Conga line, and it just breaking off as they scream. Yeah. And it's like this two-second clip, and it like, oh, I hope it's on YouTube, because it just cracks me up every time. It's amazing. Them and it got too. it gets funnier every time they show mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was like, huh, this is an <laughs> odd thing to include, but, like, I'm loving it. And, like, Basil's a pretty hard gem. I think they were, like, level seven or something. They're, like, so. very hard on the... They're hard. Oh, hard. And so, like, it shows how hard Master Conga Line is. Master Conga Line is the hardest. Um, <laughs> but they run into uh, Mint, who's uh, hanging out by the water, waiting, really wanting someone to, like, tell them how to help Cinnabon, but, like, not wanting to discuss the fact that they're trying to help Cinnabon, wanting to, like, keep it on the download. So they just go to Basil and, like, hey... How do you come up with ideas? And Basil's like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, there's like they they go back and forth. Uh, Carmel professor or Carmel uh, nurse comes up and like smacks Jade doing like a durability test, and we find out that Jade's really strong, um, and that like they have to regularly check each other one every like every hundred years they do durability tests to make sure they're up to snuff. Um, and then after. Basil Jade gets like hit a bunch and is annoyed. They're like, "Hey, how are you gonna talk to Diamond?" And I don't have a code name for Diamond. Daya, um, she Di- Diamond is such a sweetheart. Diamond's a big sweetheart. Diamond's a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I have them as rock candy a couple times, but it didn't it didn't really roll off the tongue. Uh, you can just call them. I like Daya candy. Candy, yeah, because they're sweet. Yeah. Yeah, delicious candy. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Basil's like, go bother. Go bother Diamond. The Go bother candy. the Diamond Squad. Yeah. Is what they say. So there's like, I think there's four diamonds. We only met mm-hmm. two, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like and that's what they said. They're very strong and like, they're kind of like considered the hardest ones and also like some of the best fighters. And so uh, Minty goes out into the fields and uh, surprises Diamond and is like, hey. Hi, Candy. Uh, Hi, Candy. And they're like, oh my god, you surprised me. And then Mint, Mint's like, oh, wow, your hair's so bright and shiny. It blinds me. Um, they're in love. Just, Everyone's they're in love with each other. It's weird. Absolutely. It's great. Um, but Diamond's Candy, like, wait, Candy's hair? Fantastic. So bright and shiny and Every colorful. color. Every color is in it. Mm-hmm. Just very iridescent. Very good. Um, but um, Mint's like, hey candy how do i come up with ideas and then like did you how about you try mixing it up and thinking about things you don't normally do and mint's like yeah i guess so i sometimes like to think to myself that i would like to be reborn and then they're like oh well who am i talking i'm talking to like a friggin' diamond here you'll never understand you're super happy with who you are and candy because you're, like, you're the coolest and candy's like oh i'm sorry and then they literally pick up mint and gives them a hug and is like oh forgive me and it's sweet <laughs> showing um, how strong they are it's just showing how friggin strong like they are uh mint's like hey why are you all alone and um <laughs> diamond or candy's like hey yeah well i was with bort who i wrote as borscht because 
That's the color of their hair. Port is my favorite color. And my favorite character. (laughs) Their name Um, is Bort, everyone. mm -hmm. I don't know what Bort is, but it's apparently very good and strong. (laughs) Yeah. I wrote him as Borscht in my notes. Because that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, So apparently Borscht just went off on their own because they're faster and stronger and (laughs) just apparently better than Candy and... Me, uh, Min's like, hey, that's mean and selfish. Borscht stinks. Uh, and then suddenly, mooncakes arrive, and they arrive on the horizon. And I also, I didn't get, to, I forgot to say this earlier, but I love their entrance. Like, it has like in the sky, it's like the Rorschach test, like the yeah! ink blots just like blossoming out, and then it like turns into this cloud covered in like these like dancing people who are like playing instruments, and like this is yeah! whole like, promenade and ceremony to it, and it's really cool. And the music um, picks up, and it's so oh, good. It's so good and classy and exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they uh, start throwing their spears, and Candy gets to show off their cool new fighting technique, which Mint, oh yeah, Mint was going to like catalog that, but they obviously got distracted. Um, <laughs> but like Candy shows off the super cool fighting technique where they like smack the lances, like they, they hit them right back at uh, the mooncakes and it just like shatters them and explodes them and it's a really cool fight scene and but then like suddenly there's this weird sound that like keeps happening whenever candy uses this cool attack and then we hear this really loud crack and they drop their sword and mint's like what the heck's happening and uh candy's like oh it's not going like at normal it's not doing what it's supposed to do that's not good uh, <laughs> and everything looks like it's gonna be really bad but then borscht runs in and wastes the mooncakes to the ground and the day is saved Okay, Borscht's character design is my favorite thing. They have this, like, long black hair that's, like, in four strands, and it's Mm. so good. It's so good. And, like, it's this deep, dark color that contrasts really well with candy. Yes, and they're in love. Oh, they're in love. Everyone's in love. (laughs) Uh, So after the fight, like, candy sort of talks with Mint about, like, how they – like Borsch doesn't really let them fight a lot anymore because they've gotten so strong and they can sort of just take care of everything and mm-hmm. sort of want to protect Candy and not like let them get hurt. Um, and like sort of uh, Candy talks about their complicated feelings towards Borsch and sometimes almost wish that they weren't there sometimes so that they can yeah. like maybe have a bit more active role in the fight. Um, and then Borsch comes up and is like, hey, your arm broke off. And we find out <laughs> that Candy's arm broke off while they were using that fancy new technique. <laughs> Um, yeah. It was hidden and, by the glove that they were wearing. Yeah, they were wearing the long gloves. Is that like to? I, that's to like hide how bright they are, right? Because otherwise, it's like too shiny. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Um, and then Borsch is like, you go off, you walk away, and you get attacked, and you show off your weird, dumb fighting style, and you get your arm broken off, and I don't know why you won't just do what I say. <laughs> and Kenny's like, listen. I am trying to protect Mint, who's trying to ask for help. And Borsh is like, oh, you want help? And then Borsh puts their sword, like, right up against Mint. It's like, let me end your existence. <laughs> let me waste you here and now. That'll be a help. Amazing. Um, but then, distraction, because they suddenly see that more mooncakes are headed straight for the headquarters school place. And they're like, oh, shit, dad. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll take care of it. But then Mint's like, Dad's sleeping. And they're like, oh, crap. Master Conga Line. <laughs> Master Conga Line is sleeping, meditating. And he's not going to protect the school. 
A big mooncake floats over the school, and they drop a big old shell on top of the school. And at first, I'm like, what kind of dumb attack strategy is this? They just drop a giant snail shell on top of it, and then it, it does nothing. But it certainly surprises the gems. Um, Borscht runs up the side of the building really cool, and um, Candy goes after them. And Candy's like, here, I'll help. And Borscht is like, no thanks. And they destroy all of the Lunarians in, like, one fell swoop. Yeah. Um, and... Like, Candy's just like, well, fine. Okay, you jerk. And then they, like, they drop back down. Um, but, yeah, so back on the ground, uh, Mint is like, oh, yeah, they took care of it. And Colgate and Basil are like, yeah, well, want to check out this, this like, weird shell? And Mint's like, no, I'm busy <laughs> doing a book. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Mint is like pouting about how they really don't want to look at the shell. And then suddenly a giant snail comes out and it friggin' eats mint and they get inside of the snail body and everyone's freaking out a lot. Um, but yeah, they're like, uh, Colgate's like tries to like slash the slug in half and it just melts their sword. And they find out that the snail has this weird, like digestive property to it. That seems to like break apart minerals. And so we get to see it melts them. It's it hot and steamy them. in the snail It's hot time. and steamy. Oh, God. But we get to see Mint inside just like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Someone help me. And on the outside, Borscht is like, hey, tell us if you're in there. And Minty Fresh is like, please help me. But they can't really say that. And so Borscht is like, you dumb idiot. Why aren't you telling us that you're okay or not? So then they fight and it ends with a cliffhanger because Minty Fresh just melts away into nothing. Yeah, literally just we watched our main character melt into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Just turns <laughs> inside into episode giant two. Snail. Yep, Question, just gone. That was a giant snail shell. How big are the gems? Are they tiny? Is that a normal <gasps> snail? This is what I kept thinking. I was like, how big are they? What? What is this? Because they talk that. about microorganisms a lot too. Well, then how small are those microorganisms? They must be really microorganisms. So, I don't know. Anyway, so episode three starts off where we left off where Minty is, like, you know, evaporated into this snail. They defeat the snail by slashing it. Like, some of the some of Minty's gem stuff gets, like, stuck in the shells because of the melting things. And they, like, basically kill the snail and, like, the shell drops into the water uh, and they go down to try to retrieve Minty, but there's, like, nothing left. Um, there's nothing left. But what they do retrieve is a smaller snail. <laughs> uh, and everyone's like, well, I guess we can kill it. And then, but Candy notices that, like, the snail is reacting uh, whenever they talk about Minty. And there's like, oh, my God, Minty is the snail now. <laughs> so Minty is now a snail. <laughs> And this is the episode we're in. So, we're, I'm going to call them Sninty. Sninty? <laughs> the snail, Minty. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Candy's like, we need to save Minty. And we need to help. They're inside this snail. So, we need to figure that out. So, they all go to the nurse. Um, and so, Caramel Nurse is like, oh, Minty's inside here. I guess I'll just have to cut it up and get them out. <laughs> and Candy's like, wait, if you cut it up. Don't organic organisms just die then? And like, I forget who else said it's like, yeah, they're useless. They were built to have older, like younger ones replace the older ones. It's weird. And I was like laughing at that. Anyway, Candy rescues Sninty from Nurse to make sure that they don't cut it up. Um, And they're really concerned. And so they're like trying to like, okay, we're going to figure out how to save you. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to ask around. Um, And so Candy starts like, 
asking everyone they can find, like, hey, this is Sninty now. Help me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's Minty now? Wow, that's great. I'm glad. <laughs> Minty was really annoying and had no purpose. Maybe this is better. And Candy just keeps getting more and more horrified at the fact mm-hmm. that Minty literally has no friends. <laughs> and how everyone, it's like, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. Except instead of being heartwarming, it's worse because you were better off <laughs> Um, So Candy starts feeling worse and worse and worse about all this because everyone is really mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And at one point, Candy questions and is like, is this because I told you like to change? Like I told you to maybe try to be something different? Did you take me literally? Like what the hell, Minty? Why did you do this? Why did you become a snail? (laughs) It's getting dark outside. They're upset. They're like at the beach. The snail. (laughs) It's just pooping all over the place. Why did this scene exist? The snail's like eating and then pooping. And I'm like, and Minty's like, or Candy's like, what are you doing? You can't do that. You're going to make yourself gross. We don't do that. We're rocks, Minty. And then Candy's, I think at this point, going slightly insane. And is like, are you happier as a snail? Like, is this, is this better? Should I be a snail? (laughs) And they're like, there must be someone out here who cares somewhat about you. And I'm like, it's you, Candy. You're the only one who cares. (laughs) But it's nighttime. So we cut to Cinnabon, who's patrolling. And during patrol, um, they see like this blinding light in the distance and freak and they freak out. And they're like, oh, my God, the mooncakes are here. And they rush over. And I was really worried because they sent their silver poison first. And I was like, please Mm -hmm. do not hurt Candy. Because that's clearly candy. Mm-hmm. But no, they're they're more cautious than that. They don't attack. But they find uh, a sleeping candy on the floor. And they get filled in on what's happening with Sninty. Uh, and Cinnabon gets really mad about it. And is like, I hate them. They're the worst. Blah, 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 blah. Why are they always so in my face? Why do they care so much? And Candy's like, this sounds like a love confession. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Cinnabon's like, why is everything love to you? You weirdo. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. And it's everything's love to them because they're in love with Borscht, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sinenti's snacking on some leaves. And uh, <laughs> Cinnabon is like, what kind of snail is that? And then Cinnabon knows a lot about... Snails. Yeah. <laughs> or about nature in general, because I guess that's all you can really do when you're alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and tells Candy, like, that's a weird kind of snail. Look at this snail. This is one of the land snails. It eats these red things, so its shell is red. And the, the snails on the beach eat white things, so their shells are white. So you are what you eat. And then um, Candy takes a second and is like, oh my god, the snail ate Minty, so Minty's the shell, not the snail. And dun, so dun, dun. who cares about this snail? <laughs> who cares about Sninty anymore? So uh, also, I didn't understand this part. When Candy runs off to go save Minty, like Cinnabon makes a little guy out of silver. Yeah. And it's like really angsty know. for a moment and I didn't understand what that was. But Me neither. I'm assuming Maybe they just need to hold someone's hand and that's all they can really do at this point. Oh no, that's awful. <laughs> Make a little poison person. Anyway, we have an extended scene of Candy running. It's great animation, but it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And then finally they, they wake up all the gems and everyone works together to pull the shell out of the water and they start chipping away at it. It takes like all night to get all the green parts out and they give them back to Caramel Nurse who um, puts Minty back together. And Minty's back, and everyone's like, great, Minty's <laughs> back. Which, again, awful. They're all so mean. And mm-hmm. so 
Like, you have 28 friends. That's it. Like, how can you not care about this one person? It's like a big part of your population if you lose one. Because they did lose Helio. We haven't mentioned that. There's a gem out there named Helio who was taken by the Mooncakes. We don't know Mm -hmm. anything else. That was mentioned in episode one. That's my bad. I just remembered that. I forgot to. Anyway, um, Candy taught the snail how to apologize. So the snail apologizes by bowing its head. The snail has been trying to communicate this entire time using squeaks that no one understands. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone likes the snail more. They make it very clear. They're like, this snail is better than you, Minty. Uh, and then we learn that Minty is maybe does have a use because they have learned snailish and that they can completely understand the snail and have deep conversations with it. And everyone else is kind of shocked and appalled. And Minty's like, wait, you don't understand it? And that's how we end the episode. So I guess the snail is part of our cast now. Yay, we got another mascot character. <laughs> I like how Master Congoline just like straight up disappeared for these last two episodes. Like he yeah. was not, or they were not like present for any of the disasters that meditating. happened. Meditating. Well, I mean, like I feel like Minty's their favorite, mm. and so I bet no one wanted to wake him up to tell them Minty <laughs> was a snail now. So that's not um, great. That's a good point. Also, um, in the first episode, did they mention something about the 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 gems needing light to survive or like to function? Yeah, yeah. So Cinnabon doesn't. Cinnabon silver lets them function at night because it yeah. soaks up light, but otherwise they need light to function. That's very true. How did they all do stuff in the middle of the night then? I think they had lights on. That's in true. Their they had little, a bunch of torches. Yeah, yeah, in their little spacey space. Mm-hmm. And diamond or candy just gives off a crap ton of light apparently i think maybe that's just like soaked up light that they still have they can pour Mm. out i don't know Mm. or maybe they're so iridescent that the stars are enough for them i don't know maybe i don't know or maybe they don't know what the rules of their own universe is that's awesome that could be it that could very much be the case (laughs) so richard predictions for the next three episodes um i predict that um, the Sninty Snail will um, become the main character of the show as they, <laughs> as is, this was their setup episode. They're now the main character. They're going to make the encyclopedia and they're going to ultimately kill all of the mooncakes and free the gems from their oppression. It makes sense because it's like the ultimate betrayal because the mooncakes yep. brought them there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I think we're going to meet more gems. Yay. And I'm excited. Yay. But I have no idea where the show's going. I feel like it'll culminate with us saving Helio or finding out what happened to Helio. But I feel like yeah. that's not till like episode 10. <laughs> so <laughs> not yet. But yeah, we are. We talked a lot. So we need we talked to a lot. We'll go to the rec room. We chug on over to the rec room. Chug rec room, rec, rec. Uh, my recommendation for this week is an animated short called Your Black Friend by Ben Passmore. Have you seen this at all, Kelly? No. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, the the narrated thing. Yeah, it's an yeah, animated, yeah, yeah. animated short. Um, it's um, written and narrated by Ben Passmore. Uh, animation by Crystal Downs and Alex uh, Crocus. Uh, they're from Doggo Studios. Um, I don't actually know what Doggo Studios is, but I love that name. Um, and it's from a 120-page comics collection um, called Your Black Friend and Other Strangers, um, coming out in March 2018 from Silver Sprocket. And it's this really amazing animated short that has this narration over it it's, it almost reads like a spoken word poem where like the, the narrator talks about how one's experience being like the black friend in like a largely assimilated white community where they sort of have to act a very specific way to not to like survive 
when in reality they're very upset about a lot of the racism that's going on around them and i thought it was very effective very like powerful and Mm -hmm. also just like really enjoyable and beautifully animated that was almost my wreck of the week too that's a close one Mm -hmm. uh my wreck of the week is on the same emotional wavelength it is a repeated loop of a banana walking (laughs) (laughs) and i i don't know why but i like I, 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 I watched it for like a minute straight. Uh, oh so my God. I find it very fascinating. So that's my wreck of the week. Animation is animation, Kelly Sumo. I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, I guess we should oh, thank some people. Boy. Yeah, we should. Uh, we want to thank the Fat Rap for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out the YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, Animate the World Cast wordpress.com subscribe to us on itunes and google play music also if you ever want to send anything our way you can email us at animate the at gmail.com mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. next week watch the for two weeks from now watch from now. the uh next three episodes of steven universe mm-hmm. for four five and six i'm super pumped about it but richard I'm very pumped I think it's time we have to tell them about our super secret project that will be airing next week, February 6th. Is it time? Oh, God. Okay. Richard, so, what have what evil have we done? Uh, we've committed the ultimate sin, which is create a podcast about K-pop. <laughs> Specifically about one boy group called Seventeen. They're... There are not 17 of them. There are 13 of them. We love them to death. And we just need to talk about them for an hour chunk of time every, every week. Weeks. Yeah, no. every other week. Mm-hmm. So to, to save this podcast, we created another. Yeah, because we're If that interests you at time. all, uh, it'll be airing on February 6th. We'll have more information posted later. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, stick around after our ending song because we'll add the teaser to it. Yay! For this episode. So, Yay. anyway, thank you all for being lovely. Mm-hmm. What should we leave them with, Richard? Um, Shine to be... Try to... Uh, uh, shine bright lustrous. like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Bye-bye. Is that a song? Yes. What song is that? Whatever. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye. In the winter of 2017, two friends fell in love with the K-pop group. The group was so talented, so beautiful, so incredibly full of memes that the two friends wanted to shout their love from the rooftops. Instead, they decided to shout their love from a podcast. This is the story of two normal, God-fearing Americans and their shameful descent into the diamond life. This is 16, a 17 fancast. Join your favorite anime club hosts, Kelly and Richard, every other week as they talk for unreasonable amounts of time about their favorite K-pop group, Seventeen. You can find us at our website, svt16.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music.